Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Uh, boys, let's let's keep it right here for a little bit because well, we were we were excited and we still are. Like we're still excited to talk some football with NFL analyst from ESPN Field Yates, but with just how much coronavirus and the impact on the sports world has exploded today. Uh, we'll definitely get some football thoughts from you, Field. Thanks for calling in. But how are you? You're, I mean, you're immersed in sports. You are a sports fan. Um, you know, how are you sort of processing the impact on the sports world as of as of right now? You know, I think it's interesting because there are a lot of people that are emotionally charged surrounding the decision for the NCAA tournament to not have fans in attendance at the games, and that's okay. I think you can concurrently have a strong feeling about that while also understanding that, you know, this is a significant issue. I mean, it's a health issue that we haven't seen sweep the globe in quite some time. So I know that people are disappointed there won't be fans, but I hope that many are able to take sort of a bigger picture view. On a personal level, you know, I'm sitting here, most of my sports observations come through the football lens, and while this hasn't dramatically impacted the NFL as of yet, I do think it's possible that at some point in the next few days, the NFL is going to have to offer some answers about how the coronavirus could impact its own events, which most notably includes the NFL draft, which is just six weeks and a day away from taking place in Las Vegas. Yeah, I've seen, and it's purely speculation at this point, field, but that the the fanfare around the NFL draft may not may not be this year, and it may be forced into sort of just a studio type of event where the draftees are there, the commissioner would be there and giving out the handshakes, but the fans in the stands, the concerts surrounding it, all these things I would think the NFL is discussing right now have to be in jeopardy. Yeah, no question about that. They have to be in jeopardy because the NFL has to discuss it. You can't be so cavalier so as to ignore the possibilities or just imagine that in 43 days when the draft begins, what we're dealing with right now will be a thing of the past. I think we all have seen enough coverage to understand that, you know, this what we're dealing with right now is not just going to, hey, snap our fingers and be done tomorrow. This could be something we deal with for a substantial period of time. And while the draft loses some of its luster if you don't have players going through the normal events that they do go through, which um, is a seminal moment in their life. 
you know, I think ultimately, as I was just saying with the NCAA tournament, they have to remember that like the spirit of the draft is a player being selected to his professional team and knowing what his next step in his football career is. And that's ultimately what these players will be most grateful for, but it could be different. You know, I know my own personal plans to go to the draft. I'm certainly keeping an eye on the possibility of that changing, but uh, for right now, the NFL is uh, certainly going through all the various details and iterations of ways they could pull this draft event together. All right, I'll do it. Be Mr. Sports Guy. TB12, Field Yates, where where do you think Tom Brady is going to sign probably next week? Yeah, you're the first person to ask me about Brady uh, since, <laughs> uh, I don't know, six minutes ago. Uh, so, Somebody uh, had to do it. The coronavirus yeah. stuff feels a bummer, so, you know. Sure. How about this? Is um, I, I don't know that um, Tom Brady even knows right now. I really don't. Um, I think Tom Brady probably is mindful of the options, but I don't think he knows right now what he is going to do. So when I suggest that, you know, when I, when I say my guess is that he returns to New England, it's not because I have information that leads me to believe that's anywhere close to a certainty. It's just that that's where he's been. Um, I am of the mind that of the realistic suitors, based off what we've heard, it's the best chance for Tom Brady to win, the best chance for Tom Brady to capture a seventh Super Bowl. I feel like I've heard just about every team tossed into the Tom Brady ring, except for, like, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Um, But, yeah, I think New England. But, again, I I can't stress enough. Think, guess, believe. Uh, those are no, nothing about those should be said or should be interpreted as a certainty. I, I I really don't know, and with now one week left until free agency technically begins, I'm not sure Tom Brady knows. Field Yates is with us here on Mackie and Judd with Rami, ESPN NFL analyst, and on the Brady front, he will be 43 years old in August for for training camp. And I think the most fascinating thing is that we are in this uncharted territory with his age. And we have some examples of legendary quarterbacks like Brett Favre. We saw Brett Favre hit the age cliff right here in Minnesota. He was 41 years old and lying basically unconscious on the frozen turf at TCF Bank Stadium at the time. Is there any evidence at all of when Tom Brady might finally hit the the, the age cliff? Because this is we've never seen this before, Field. Yeah, it's it's. it's I'm glad you brought up the Brett Favre thing because you know obviously things can go. Uh, from one direction to the other really fast. And you guys witnessed it in the span of just one season, or I guess two seasons in Minnesota, but one year to the next. Uh, Brady has shown no signs of physical decline, and I don't mean this as a disrespect to Brett, but we know that the way that Brett trained during his career is a lot different than the way that Tom has trained during his career, right? I mean, we Tom is sort of mastering, or I guess not even mastering, but promoting a, a diff, even you know something that – I don't even know if the TB, the TB12 method did not exist before Tom Brady's rise to prominence. So um, I don't know that Tom Brady's decline, whenever that takes place, will be as precipitous. Um, I think the most important thing to recognize, though, is that uh, simply because we haven't seen a quarterback at the age of 43 accomplish what some believe Tom Brady can still accomplish, there is a bit of risk. It's just a fact. It's, it's a risk that, you know, that Tom... 
could have that decline um, and why teams that I think are measuring the possibility of acquiring Tom Brady are juxtaposing that against, okay, well, if our current option or if our other option could be a 10-year solution, um, is it worth it? And the answer in some cases may be yes. It may be that, you know, if you want to win over the next two years and win in the big way, as in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady may be a better option to whatever you currently have in place. The way Brett Favre looks since he retired, he should start selling the Brett Favre method he for should. those of us who are getting up there in years. But <laughs> BF4, is that what we're going to call it? BF4. <laughs> yeah, that works. BF4. I like, he seems to be having an absolute flat, though, right? I mean, like, or Brett always did. We know that much. And it seems like the, uh, you know, the post Super Bowl, I'm sorry, post playing career run has really treated him well as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, Heck, if I if I could do anything at a high level for twenty years, um, I'd feel pretty good about myself. So, Brett, uh, the BF four method, I'm in. Field. If Tom Brady goes elsewhere, where do you think the Patriots then turn their attention in this quarterback free agent and trade market? I tell you what, I don't know that I could see the team going towards a free agent that's going to cost them twenty five plus million dollars per season. So I don't know if that eliminates guys like Teddy Bridgewater because I don't know how much um, for certain Teddy, uh, as an example, will make because of the fact that there are so many quarterbacks available and not as many opportunities available to start as compared to most off seasons. I don't know that these quarterbacks will all make out like they hope to right now. Someone's going to get squeezed because it's not just that um, you have quarterbacks right now or you don't have enough opportunities to fill these quarterback slots is that like, you know, there are guys like there are teams that, you know, could potentially make a play for a quarterback, but I don't have the cap space or already have enough significant re uh, investments on their roster at the quarterback spot where they may not be as inclined. So um, maybe if the quarterback market sort of runs its course with the first wave and there are some more obvious players beyond that or not obvious, but there's some guys that, uh, sort of rise to the top, the Patriots might look that direction, but I don't have a great grasp on it, to be honest with you guys, because it's just amazing how much um, one player's decision, in this case Tom Brady, is going to impact like really the whole league. It's not just the Patriots. It's, it's really the whole league. Hey, Field, last thing for you here. Where do you think the Vikings are at in their winning cycle? Do you think, and there's still things to be decided in free agency in the draft, but assuming that Kirk Cousins is their starting quarterback this year. Do you think their Super Bowl window is open still? Yeah, it is. It is, and it, but it's winning time now, right? Because um, you know, the, the Vikings have danced the tightrope dance with the salary cap for a while now, and that's because you've got a lot of good players, right? And I think their postseason last year is sort of a, a perfect description of what makes the NFL unique um, any given Sunday, right? They went the one game that uh, this is, is not going to apply to the Twin Cities area, but like the one game where we we're all certain was going to go a certain way in Wild Card Weekend was the Saints thrashing the Vikings at home. It didn't happen, obviously. Um, so you know, and then, then a week later, not even a week later, they go to San Francisco and they are no match. So um, I think it's fair to say that the Vikings window is still very much open. They're going to have some difficult free agency things to navigate. Anthony Harris probably is going to end up uh, signing a big deal elsewhere, just given the marketplace. 
Um, but the core is very, very good. Coaching staff is excellent. And, you know, Kirk just needs to be steady. I know that sometimes it's um, a tired narrative of making everything about Kirk Cousins' play, but they didn't pay him the money they paid him for him to not be a guy that could carry them when they need Football. That's Field Yates, ESPN NFL analyst. We appreciate you joining us, and uh, make sure you wash your hands, Field. Make sure you wash your hands. Sounds good, guys. Will do. Take care. You as well. All right.